0: This podcast includes unapologetic logic and reason and may not be suitable for all audiences. In a world full of nonsense, he's been called the voice of uncommon common sense. He sees the abnormal that many find normal. Author and award-winning speaker, he is Chris. Almost the end of January, we still haven't had any meaningful snow here uh, outside of Philadelphia. Kind of an interesting year. Not totally unique. I remember the year that I got home from the Marine Corps, 1992. It was very similar. And I think it was actually in, might have been been February. Maybe it was later than that. I thought it was January for some reason. But it was a very warm winter. Nobody was freaking out, calling it climate change. Now, every time the weather changes, people are freaking out. Oh, it's windy. Oh, it's the... It's the effects of climate change. I think everybody's gone nuts. I really, <laughs> it's just the cycle of things, right? It's, it was funny to me watching Kamala Harris trying to explain why they got all this rain in California. You see? <laughs> We've got to prepare for everything. <laughs> oh, boy. Did you see what's going on in Atlanta? Oh, it's like they're burning the place down. What do you say about that? You know, it's, it, they're not local Atlanta people. So these people are coming in from out of town to do this protesting. You're telling me that uh, somebody's not paying them? Who's behind it? Who's organizing it? You're telling me that law enforcement doesn't know, that nobody knows who these people are? Come on. I don't, I'm not buying that for a second. What's actually going on? How is it that this isn't like an act of terror that under the guise of a, a a protest that did some? How do you know that they're even American citizens? They're saying they're not local to Atlanta. Who knows? Who knows? Massive uh, unrest. What would you do if that was where you live? What would you do if that happened on your block in your neighborhood? You say, well, it's never going to happen here. Mm, lots of people have said that. The Philadelphia Eagles apparently won on a Saturday night game. Did I get that right? I didn't watch it. I did watch one football game this year. The um, Miami Dolphins played the Bills. I forget who won. though. It was a very exciting game. but um, And it just happened by chance. It was the first football game I've watched in years. And it might very well be the last ever. I don't know. I had no intentions either way. If I catch one, I catch one. Anyway, the Eagles, they were, uh, I don't even know who they were playing. I guess that was the championship. Are that right? So the Eagles going to the Super Bowl now. Great. I think it's fantastic. It's a good thing. Here's a little story nobody's paying attention to. X SEAL dies in Ukraine, sixth known American killed in the war. A former member of the United States Special Forces was killed this week in Ukraine According to American officials, they said he was not fighting in an official capacity. Uh, So he was fighting in an unofficial capacity? Hmm. Interesting. So I wanted to take a few minutes to um, just talk about some practical matters. You know, the world is getting more and more turbulent, whatever you want to blame it on. Uh. Climate change, or uh, the the radical uprising of the uh, the white supremacist uh, fascists. I forget. I forget. You know who I'm talking about? Those. You know us, basically. Uh, What else? Uh, What else is a big threat? The existential threat. Uh, White men. That pretty much covers it. (laughs) Racism. Racism, I forgot racism. But that kind of gets go back. They're like 1A and 1B, I think, right? Those are the biggest threats we have to deal with. So how do you prepare for that? Well, you learn how to file a civil rights complaint. I'm kidding around, kind of. It's kind of pathetic, though, right? Doesn't doesn't really sound that far off the mark. Uh, Here's what I see as the biggest threats. You know, I talk about this, like, what are the vulnerabilities, and then what is the uh, time frame? Involved, And, you know, if you can go, you know, 48 hours and you say, oh, I could go without and you know, I could survive 48 hours without food and water. You might not be able to do it without heat. And you might get yourself in big trouble 48 hours with no food and water. If you're going into that dehydrated, which most people are walking around chronically dehydrated, and you're going to go 48 hours with no water. It's going to be quite uncomfortable. I'll say that. Uh, same without the food, you're just going to stop eating like that. Could you do it? Would you do it? Should you do it? There is a uh, an official recommendation from um, like FEMA on this. I think they say 48 hours. I say 96 hours for uh, four days. You know, it doesn't take much. Like the tornado that came through here, that. Uh, now, were people absolutely trapped? Well, you could always walk out. But you could easily find yourself in a situation, even even a, a, a nasty snow event could potentially leave roads blocked without power for four days. In many places, easy. You know, maybe you're not as vulnerable. Maybe you live in town and you say, well, it doesn't happen here. We're not out in the middle of nowhere. But either way, there's definitely vulnerabilities that you could be looking at easily four days. I don't think it's a a lot to say, hey. And you're going to cover a lot with that in terms of, um, you know, uh, events that you can cover. Most of it, you know, short of the, like, you know, grid down Armageddon, you know, whatever, you know, four days and usually – There's a response in most places in this country and the world today, I think. For the most part, right? Not everywhere, I'm sure. But anyway, for you, I would say, you know, how would you deal with four days without power, without heat, and no ability to travel except maybe by foot? And you got to think about that. No power, no heat. Travel. Now, I know here in the winter, and I've talked about this, you know, our house, we're on oil heat, but without electric, it doesn't run. And when the power goes out here, the house, it, the place goes deep dark where we're at. Um, And, it, you know, without lights on our property. Now, there are street lights out front, um, but it doesn't light the back of our property, I'll tell you that. And uh it just gets very dark and it gets very quiet and the house starts to get cold very, very quickly. And we have to prepare for that. And I think many people in that same situation, maybe a matter of degree, even if you're in a town home. You know, and, and Pennsylvania is moderate, you know, I don't know where you're at. Uh, Ohio, Chicago, uh, you know, you're out in the Midwest, you can easily get, you know, twenty below zero. Climate change, oh, it happens. Believe me. <laughs> Either way, you know, whatever you want to believe, the cause of it, and you lose power and end or heat. Chances are, you lose power. Or you're losing heat, most cases. And then if it's windy or snowy or flooding, and you can't go anywhere, what are you going to do? You become trapped. How are you going to survive that? Uh, one thing I would say, you know, I talk about uh, get home bag because. You know, what if that happens and you're not home? What's your normal circle of travel? What's your game plan? Do you realize uh, a train uh, derails in the middle of winter, in the middle of a track? Same thing, man. (laughs) When that train goes dark, it's going to get cold doggone quick. You know, how many people on that train are going to be in any kind of position to, to deal with or survive something like that? I don't know. Having a get-home bag, you know, having a couple of hand warmers and, uh, you know, a wrap and different things. I don't want to go into the details uh, because I could talk forever, but think about a get-home bag. Maybe you're out in the desert. Water becomes a very – water should be in there anyway, a filtration straw, very lightweight. Can you shelter in place? What are you going to do for uh, light, for heat, for water and food? Right? If you're going to shelter in place, that becomes the next four, basically. And you might not think that light is important. Maybe you've heard me talk about this before. Let me tell you, psychologically, incredibly important. Incredibly important. Uh, even if you don't care, the people in your family might care. And for security, it can become very important. You know, here this time of year... You know, it's dark at, uh, right now, I guess about 5.30, it's dark. 6, it's really dark until about 7 o'clock in the morning. So that's 13 hours a day. And you think you're going to use your the flashlight on your phone? And how quickly is that going to die? And do you have a backup source for that? Can you imagine sitting there in your house for just four days with no heat, no light, and your cell phone is dead after 8, 10, 12 hours. What are you going to do? I think for probably 100 hundred, hundred and fifty $150, let me give you the items. You can go look yourself. I I would, was started to make a list of this stuff to put on the website, and God willing, someday I will. But, I don't know, just listen to me. You can play this back and go. just start making a list uh, on... You could shop at uh, Walmart. You could go to the dollar store for some of these things. Order online. All right. No particular order. Solar lights. I'm telling you, you can get solar lights so inexpensively. I got a couple of the links in here for you <clears throat> in the show notes, but uh, some of this other stuff you can search for. Actually, the list is here in the show notes too, by the way. Um, anyway, uh, solar lights. And there's a variety of different things. They're so inexpensive. I don't know. You can't afford not to have them. I overdo it. I'd have like 30 of these light bulbs, just a light bulb. And it's nice. You can just um, take it outside and charge it. Really easy to do. We have lanterns on top of it. We have like 30 of these bulbs. You can more than light the house with those because there's a lot of redundancy. I have three sets of uh, 50 foot. Uh, uh, tea lights or yeah, what do they call them, cafe lights, cafe lights. And that gives us the ability to run a string to keep the, the floor lit, like the kitchen area, right? Very uh, much more accommodating and uh, feeling of normalcy than sitting there in the dark. And we've tested those cafe lights. They go all night, by the way. Nice to have that, Right. On top of that, we've got uh, oil lamps that we can use with a pretty good supply of that. gives off a little heat, and then we're guaranteed, even if for some reason, that uh, we can't use the solar, like, say, in the deep winter. Water. We always have a a ton of bottled water on, on hand. Like, I don't know, a couple of weeks' worth. Wool blankets must have for travel, for home it gets cold you can survive you know if you if you can close off a room um sterno heat i was going to say you got to be a little careful with this stuff either get the proper device or make sure you know what you're doing we have a a, a fireplace it's not really a fireplace it's a metal box it's made to kind of look like a fireplace that we use in our basement finished basement so down there Uh, You know, we can burn these cans. They're expensive. It's like $5 a can. We don't really burn them recreationally anymore. Um, One, it does give off an odor. it's kind of uncomfortable. But I'm going to tell you right now, if you had to make a decision between freezing or spending $5 a can, it's probably going to seem pretty cheap. And you could burn that. They'll burn for a couple of hours for each can. And even if you have, like, electric space heaters in a situation like that, these things can really help in very cold weather. Like, we could literally survive in our basement. Our basement would stay warm, I have to imagine, in the wildly cold uh, temperatures. But with those things, it would be nice and toasty warm. Either way, wool blankets. You could survive with wool blankets. In places like Texas and, you know, where it'll get down, you know, what's the lowest it's going to get in Texas, zero? You could survive under wool blankets. Food wise, just having a stock of energy bars. Uh, you know, something just quick, easy, high calories, you can't eat in the dark, no preparation. I'd get a bucket of food, long-term survival food, on top of your pantry. This stuff would just these things are wrapped and sealed that, you know, short of a fire that's gonna survive. I'd have an oil lantern on hand, like I said, we do. This is not expensive. You can buy the lantern probably for twenty bucks a gallon of fuel for twenty bucks. I don't know. It gives you guaranteed light. We have several of them. Uh, I would get a battery uh, that you can recharge devices and use to light a light or uh, a TV or or anything else you might need. We have one. gets It's a little expensive. It's kind of like um a, a portable car battery, if you will. It's got a handle on it. There's a ton of them out there. They're a little pricey, um, but we have a solar panel for that. I could, you know, if you can travel, maybe where you could go charge that and bring it back to where you're staying. Very, very uh, useful. Power a laptop, even in short-term needs. Should you have a generator, we do. It's a must-have for us. I want to get another one. I want to get a little one. How about a propane stove? You could get a little propane uh, stove head for probably twenty bucks, and you screw it onto the little green, uh, uh, you know, bottles. And let me tell you something: to have a hot cup of coffee, to be able to cook a hot meal, you know, you spend a whopping fifty dollars, and and you know, one of those green bottles, you could probably cook for a day or two on one bottle. Plus, it provides heat, hot water. How about maps if you have to go or get somewhere? Cost you twenty bucks to have peace of mind, you know, without uh, you know access to your phone or something like that for whatever reason. How about a simple radio? Just maybe even a hand crank radio that if you got to try and get plugged into what's going on. I'm telling you that things get really hazy very quickly in many scenarios. You could pack all of that everything that I just mentioned there for probably not more than a couple hundred bucks and pack it all in a single sealed plastic container, and you'd be ready to go. The peace of mind that you'd have i think every every homeowner at least well, every home every every dwelling unit should have a, a an emergency preparedness plan. Start with four days, get yourself to you know you got to start somewhere. Work on 14 days, 30 days, 6 months. Could you go indefinitely? We uh, could in some ways. Uh, There's limitations to that, though. There's really limitations to it. Heat being a big one. Uh, And growing our own food, uh, we could gear up to that, but it's not like we do it on a regular basis that, you know, if things fell through tomorrow. But we're more or less set up that if we had to switch to that, We could kind of live here indefinitely off the land, more or less, more or less. Should you pack a bag in your car? I used to laugh at this. I did. I'm not going to lie to you. Today, my wife and I, we have bags in the car. They're different. Mine's geared that I can, if I have to walk up to 50 miles to get home. Can I walk 50 miles? I could if I had to. I would if I had to, if I had to get home. Am I prepared to do it? You better believe it. I am. I, could, I have a pack that I carry with me that even in relatively hostile conditions that I would be able to get home. I don't normally travel. that; I'm not usually that far away from home, so I'm you know, more than amply prepared. I use my bag-in-bag technique. There's a bag inside the bag, and that gives me the ability to, to scavenge and, and take other things with me if I happen to have anything with me. I recommend keeping cash on hand, maybe a little gold on hand. You've got to worry about security indeed. How about weapons and security? Guns aren't the only means of, of security, and they shouldn't be your only means of security, quite frankly. There would be a variety of reasons why you uh, uh, might not want to rely on, on guns only. You might not think the likelihood of something like this is very high, but look at Atlanta. Look at uh, Buffalo, the storm that just went through there. The tornado that we experienced here, there were absolutely people that couldn't get out for 48 hours. I couldn't get out for, I I could have if I absolutely had to, but it was going to require a special vehicle, which I happened to have, um, and going off the road, basically. But other than that, no, uh, we were uh, stuck, I think, for 48 hours. Now, we didn't lose power, ironically, during that, so... And it wasn't that cold. Actually, it was pretty warm. So heat wasn't an issue. We actually did well. We had the generator running. The freezers were out grilling, eating, living high on the hog, using our solar lights, and everything was just fine. It was fantastic. Uh, anyway, I'm not going to preach to you, but if you're not prepared on a basic level, I would give it some thought. If you do think you're pretty well prepared, but it's not real deliberate, I would give it some, some thought. Just make a chart. You know, the categories, food, water, shelter, mobility, travel, whatever you want to call it, um, uh, exposure, cold, heat, security, navigation. Just make a list and then just start filling in from there. How detailed do you want to get? What are the uh, A items to you. What are the B items? And then just how much time? You know, uh, medicine might be an issue. Anyway, it's on you. That's all I can say. Not everybody's going to do it. What do we do? We're good. We're uh, besides our pantry. We have very like deliberate six month plan in place. Heat. I have. Te- I do have temporary heat. Uh, i 'm not saying it would be like uh you know be hanging out in our t shirts in here, but we would keep the place from freezing through a season. I have temporary heat provisions for that light in perpetuity. I told you we have over redundance of solar light it 's just easy to do it. We have uh long term stock food that would last us about six months probably um i'm not sure I could feed the dogs during that time with what i have. Uh that's that's kind of left open. We could beef, beef that up a little bit, but i don't. That's like you know, dry free froze stuff that's got like a 25 year shelf life. I'll probably if i buy another round again in my lifetime, i'll be surprised. I guess i probably will. I don't know. I'm 85. Will i be thinking like this? Somebody just let me go. <laughs> I don't know. I don't, know if, I don't I don't know if i would keep 6 months on hand. Let me put it that way. I don't know if I'd have my daughter here in 25 years. Hopefully she's moved on with her life. Um, so I don't know. That's just kind of about the limit where we wanted to go with that because for all intent and purposes, we plan on throwing it in the trash in 23 years or 22 years now. So it may never get used. So that's about the limit, six months there. But we have we have a pretty good pantry stock as well and the ability to preserve all that. So. Uh, you know, we, we have about a year's worth of food on hand. That's why I say if we had to go to growing our own, uh, but I don't like keep seed on hand and I don't have the beds all ready to go. But, you know, within reasonable circumstance, if we had to, could we? Uh, yeah. Yeah, we could. We really could. Uh, I've thought about doing a couple of things um, in that regard. Maybe I'll talk about it another time. Anyway, I talked about it longer than I was going to. What's going on? Uh, Russia says there's a path to peace. Uh, China's accusing the United States of stealing oil from Syria. The uh, United States government no-fly list, the TSA, like terrorist no-fly list, was leaked. It was an old list, but it was still leaked. Interesting. Somebody build a database out of that, match it up with Facebook users, find people and track them down. I'm not kidding. LinkedIn, all these things. Uh, Lots of hubbub about the uh, Biden document uh, scandal. What a tool! I have. Is it here? I don't remember. But nope. I had it somewhere. You're not going to hear it today. The um, Biden on time. uh, No, uh, 60 minutes. Sorry and talking about how irresponsible of Trump and now here he is and he knew he probably uh, that he might have even known uh, 68 days of silence uh, that was like back in November so he may have known at that time that he was doing the same thing why am i the only one talking about that goes on the president of the united states goes on a national tv show bashing trump oh how could he be so irresponsible But in Biden's case, the difference is that he's cooperating with the DOJ. And so that just changes everything. Okay. So once she got caught, I don't know. They say um, uh, there's a theory out there that this is all being done to tee up Michelle Obama to be the next president. I saw Kamala talking in California and I could tell she's been coached by Obama. Yes, the same mannerisms and the same BS continuum with a diversity and, and range that covers topics really from, from beginning to end. And, that, and that's the work we need to do. I know it's hard to tell what the hell I'm talking about right now because it really doesn't make any sense, but it has to make sense. Do you see what I'm saying? And people are like, yeah. <laughs> uh, I don't. I don't think it's working. I think. I think it. It. it, it the, the time came and went. Uh, the, that little uh, uh, troll in the the White House uh, spokesperson there. This is. Hello- I really believe they do it on, on purpose. Biden's just like, yeah. Let's get like. The- who would annoy people the most? Find that person. And then you're just so focused on that, it's like, <laughs> you know what I'm saying? I don't know. I don't know. But there's a term for that, like a creating a distraction like that. And then she just, and you can tell that she's being, that Obama's writing those scripts that she's reading from. And and even the hand motions and everything. Uh, just, the, you know, the way they're, you know, the twisting of the hands and the out and the in and the. It's just you have to. There's no other, there's no path to disagreeing with what Obama says. The only logical conclusion is what he tells you. Unless, of course, you're a Republican. A Republican, if you're watching Fox News. Oh, Oh, yeah. Obama 2.0. I can smell it coming. Can you imagine Michelle Obama Imagine if she came out as trans. Imagine if it's true and she came and I wanna and I'm gonna <laughs> I can't take it. I can't take it. Alec Baldwin, uh charged Oh my bleeding heart. Here's another guy. Boy, I wonder if his own words are gonna come to bite him. He was so judgmental of a cop in the line of duty. Yeah, I bet you doesn't want anybody talking about that. No, it's different for him, right? It was an accident. He, he didn't viciously pull the trigger like that straight white male cop. No, Alec Baldwin, he's he, he wasn't even he didn't even pull the trigger, he said. He denies all of it. no. He didn't fire the gun. Yeah, it's just like a like a mystery. Like almost like uh somebody else had control of it, I guess. Yeah, let me see if I feel sorry for him. Uh no, I don't. I don't know if he should be charging. I really don't know what the answer to that is. Putin's secret attack plan, Ukraine appears to be in some serious trouble. Uh, you know, who knows what that means? Who knows what it's going to lead to? You know, it could be a, a set up for the, a triumphant return and a, in a <clears throat> conflict that just continues to go on and on and on. And I guess we'll have to wait and see if that's uh, yet yet to be determined, right? I wonder if any of these uh, I-stand-with-Ukraine-until-the-bitter-end-crowd have uh, come to any conclusions what they're going to do if Russia wins. What if Russian, Russia takes Kyiv? <laughs> How'd it go from Kiev to Kyiv? <laughs> Kyiv. You have to like say it like some kind of screwball. And here in Kyiv... What, you know you ever watch the news you just stand there scratching, like, what the hell's wrong with these people? Odd, right? Everything. Odd. Um sorry I get distracted. It's just it's just I don't know, like, these oddities jump out at me. Um yeah, I mean there's supposed there's talk of a big Russian offensive. Doesn't appear that Ukraine is ready for it. Um Russia has done a what appears to be a pretty good job of softening up the country with these drone and missile attacks. And it's been a while now these people are living under this. And you talk about not having heat and things like that. Um, lots of argument about the vaccines and adverse effects. I don't know if you're following this. Um, what you call it, um, uh, Elon Musk Tweeted out that he had a reaction. I don't know. I don't want to get in the middle of it. I'm vaccinated, not boosted. I regret it. That's all I want to tell you. I was talking to a buddy of mine. I'm like, I feel like my heart at times has been racing and whatnot. I don't know. Maybe it's all in my head. I think I'm otherwise healthy. I don't know. Crazy, right? They're just killing us off. Who knows? Chinese. Who knows who's doing it? Davos, the climate cloud, world uh, is overpopulated, we must kill off the white males. I don't know. I don't know what our crime was. Uh, Mexican president says that there's 40 million Mexicans in the United States. It's more than 10% of the population. Doesn't bother me, to be honest with you. The uh, booster data was not reviewed before its release. Maybe that's standard. Uh, I pointed out there was a Joe Rogan clip going around. He had on there that astronomist dude or that that, uh, physicist dude, I forget his name, and he was laying into Rogan. He's like, look at the data, and, uh, you know, really pushing the VAX and, you know, thinks it should be required for everybody. Meanwhile, there was no data reviewed for the booster. Now, you know, maybe that's normal. I really don't know. I really don't know. Uh, The cost of COVID. How deadly were the COVID lockdowns? Excess deaths, alcohol, heart disease, accidents. Who will ever add it up? It's just the the great modern tragedy, really. Uh, Japan is socking away excess money, which is amazing. Probably a good sign, I would say. Um, Germany is having a severe labor shortage, kind of like the United States, which probably explains uh, why they would have these crazy immigration policies going on. Like, they have to to keep the country going. It's nuts when you think about it. it there, there's, I'm telling you that this isn't as fascinating to me as the whole uh, development of artificial intelligence, this whole demographic shift that's going on with age and the decline of certain populations, it's really fascinating what we're living through. What is going to be the impact of it? it was yet to be seen, I guess. Time will tell. Another story here, San Francisco confronting a homeless woman and hosing her down. And uh, what do you say about that? Uh, I don't condone it. I really don't. Uh, I think it's sad. Uh, but I think that sometimes maybe it is the most humane thing to do for everybody involved but i think that more needs to be done you know this is what local uh, communities local government county governments are supposed to be doing is dealing with these things and they're just not doing it effectively uh, and and taking on harmful policies like allowing this situation, like the, the drug issues in, uh, in Kensington, allowing these roaming uh, gangs to, to destroy, like in Atlanta. And uh, I, I think that lines need to be drawn. I really do. And to restore law and order and, and basic human decency, it shouldn't be allowed to go on. I can go on and on. God willing, I'll be back tomorrow. Sure hope to see you there. In the meantime, make it a great day.